Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial at searchenginejournal.com forward slash audible and get your first book for free. Hey everybody, this is Lauren Baker, founder of Search Engine Journal. Uh, today we're doing another one of my Friday uh, SEJ Search Engine Nerd live podcast recordings here on Facebook. Um, so we'll basically do a Facebook Live, scrape the audio, put that out there in uh, podcast land for everyone to listen to. But for those of you who are lucky enough to be able to tune in this afternoon, you'll be some of the first to see uh this as it happens so today uh my guest is clayton johnson um an old friend and colleague uh here at uh sej clayton's with the hoth say hi real, real quick clayton if you could hey what's up everybody and, and thanks so much to lauren for having me absolutely absolutely so today we're going to talk about if you don't know the hoth um they specialize a lot in link development uh content also uh, use reviews and, and local citations, if I'm uh, am I correct there, Clayton, on the local citation. Yeah, exactly. We have a whole solution, a whole bunch of different products um, to help you with your SEO. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So and, you've, and if you've attended a PubCon in the past, you probably walked through their booth, um, collected some money uh, from their uh, little money thing, or even met um, uh, Ric Flair or another professional wrestler and let's give a shout out to uh mark hargrove by the way it was his birthday yesterday was it not yeah yeah it was his birthday yesterday yeah yeah so i'll hit up my man mark uh soon um but uh yeah clayton so um you know let's talk a little bit about linking um there's been some news recently uh you know um forbes uh and inc and some, well, actually, Inc. had done it for a long time, but a lot of bigger sites are starting to use nofollows on some of their outbound linking. And, um, you know, I, I think that's a direct response of their lack of governance in terms of making sure that people uh, are linking out correctly and things like that. I just wanted to kind of hear um, your thoughts on the world of. Uh, follow links versus no follow links and some of the trends that you're seeing there um, in the world of link linking. Yeah, it's kind of like an, an interesting development. I mean, uh, these big sites, they, they have a lot of contributors and they have a, a lot of contributor accounts. I mean, you know, they, they make a lot of their money off of page views. And so the more pages they have, the more chances they have to rank. The problem that they encountered really is just having a bunch of contributors that were not contributing uh, very good content or contributing content with uh, with links that probably shouldn't be in there. And so I think this might have been just kind of a, a blanket response to all that. Um, so with that said, um, you know, uh, well, I, you, if you look at the history, you know, some of these big sites have actually been penalized in the past for, uh, for various different uh, things that have happened with their SEO. So I think this, yeah, this was kind of like a, a blanket response to all that, but in general, you know, we have a lot of our a lot of our audiences really focus on getting do follow uh, do follow links, and I, obviously they're still important. Um, but 
But I think there might be too much of an emphasis um, for people that are doing link building on, on just getting do follow links as in no follow has absolutely no value. So, yeah. So I would say having a mix is always a good idea. Um, but I think, you know, these big sites, they're probably trying to just crack down on poor quality contributors. Yeah, I agree with you there. Like, um, first of all, if I'm going to be on Forbes, I'm going to be on Forbes. That's just going to be awesome, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and Forbes ranks too. Even yeah, if you exactly. put a no-follow link in there, but you have a good title. I've seen uh, one of my friends now ranks on page one for internet marketing um, just because he got covered by Forbes. So do you think he cares if it was a do-follow or no-follow link? It doesn't even nah. matter. Right? Yeah, it no. doesn't even matter. So. And then, like, um, are you familiar with the site makeyourself.com? Uh-huh. It, okay, so a long time ago, they, they, they implemented a lot of no-follows across the board. I have a client that uh, gets about 700 uh, to 800 uh, users per month um, from make use of, from one article, right? And it's like that across the board. So I think what it, my point is, what people, a lot of people forget about linking is that in the pre-Google days and, 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 and everything else before PageRank, before you know everyone started using domain authority as a metric to sell links or whatever it may be, Links are actually there to get traffic, right? So at the end of the day, if you're getting a good link on a great site, do follow, no follow, it doesn't really matter. If it's getting in front of the audience, right, that's helping to sell your product, support who you are, social proof around uh, yourself or position yourself as an expert, and they're clicking over to your site, all the better, you know? All yeah, the I 100% agree with that. I mean, sometimes... People get so one track minded about uh, about the SEO or the link exactly as and forget about the big picture of it's it's your marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, you see many sites, especially a, um, a site that launch and, and on, on the home page, it will say, you know, as seen on Forbes, as seen on Inc, as seen on product, yeah. as seen on this. Like that, that that makes the sale right then and there. So there's benefit beyond, uh, uh, you know, there's benefit beyond the the follow or the no follow but uh beyond that like um i guess you know one question is uh, let's give a little bit of rundown of the hoff because when i first uh ran into the hoff it was a totally different company it was uh one kid i think out of chicago uh who had uh, had the mascot and uh he was doing some contextual linking and stuff like that and then all of a sudden uh my man mark hargrove and you all from uh, web host, web hosting, and uh, Hawkster. What, what was it? Um, what was a hostomania? Hostomania background. Yep. You know, came in and and goggle, gobbled it up. So, what is the Hoff? What do you do? And how have you progressed over the years beyond um, uh, solely being a link acquisition company? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely been a journey. So the Hoff started in 2010, and I'm part of the original crew. Um, from back in Chicago, actually. And so the Hoth, uh, it's actually an acronym. It stands for hit them over the head. And it's not a reference to physical violence. It's basically a, a company philosophy that in 2010, when, when if you're a small business uh, and you wanted to buy SEO services, it, it was kind of difficult. Uh, the kind of landscape of the market was uh, buying things off of forums or uh, just the, the level of service wasn't there. It wasn't as, as developed of, of an industry as it is now. And we wanted to really change that. So we, we took a Hoth and the hit him over the head as a philosophy in terms of bludgeoning with awesomeness. 
And we put that into everything that we did. So we put our names and faces on it, we provided really good customer support, all that kind of stuff. And so that was kind of the, the core philosophy. And we, we started before, and we started in 2010, right? Which was before Panda or Penguin or any of the, the big uh, disruptions in the SEO industry. So through that, by using that core philosophy of the Hoth, hit them over the head to make everything to go above and beyond, I think that is what really carried us you know, through that whole period of, you know, Google beating down on, on link, link building companies. With that said, we have also evolved, you know, with the times, not only survived, but really grown quite a bit. And we've also done that by, you know, just evolving the product line. So um, we're, we're really focused on creating content now. So that's a huge part of our business is we actually write content. We have a product called Hoth Blogger, which, we can help you create blog content. Um, we do local citation building. We do. Um, we help you get reviews to your business through our review acquisition software called Hoth Stars, and uh, you know all these kinds of things. So we've really evolved the product line to uh, be part of what's going on in the SEO landscape of as of today. What would you say are some of the uh, the highest in demand type uh, services? That you guys are offering right now like what what are most people looking for or does it matter um sure well well a big part of our audience is um uh, agencies so we're a white label seo provider meaning that we don't put any, our names on any of the reports it's basically meant to be resold so um we have a lot of resellers coming buying you know various types of different things that they need for their clients you know a lot of these agencies they service local clients so local is a big part of it um, uh, blog content is a big part of it, like I mentioned. Um, but our biggest service that we have right now is uh, the fastest growing service we've ever released is a totally managed service. So we provide you whatever you need for your website, whether that is content or local citation building, all in a managed package where we do the keyword research, we do the link building, we do the content, all that kind of stuff. That's our fastest growing service. Very cool, very cool. I want to back up a little bit too, because you kind of got me thinking there. Sure. To the twenty. Yeah, it was a pretty big question. There's a lot that happened in the last seven years. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I re I do remember back then it, it, it was almost a free for all with with link selling and link buying, right? Mm -hmm. Go to a, a PubCon or an SES or an SMX, and basically the expo hall would be full of you know people more or less selling the same exact thing, but in different ways. Um, mm -hmm. One way that you all were able to set yourself apart um, beyond the customer service component was definitely the branding, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't really think of, I can't, like now I think about it, I mean, there's been, I won't name them, but there's been companies that, that have rebranded, now they're doing completely different things. Um, some of them packed up their booths in the middle of conferences and left. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few out there, but, but one thing that you guys did was you had a mascot, right? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you had a mascot and the brand. I had never heard the, 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 what is it? Hit, hit him over the head or hit over the head. Yeah. Uh, hit him over the head. Yeah. The acronym. <laughs> but now that all, yeah. that all comes together. So yep. how, how did this idea of, um, making yourself less of a commodity and more of a specific brand come to be and how has that helped you grow um, overall? Because 
what, one reason I ask that is because when I when when when, you, when you're discussing uh, that growth, I was also thinking, well, you know, um, you know, with 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 with, with my company, um, basically, you know, I, I sell myself um, and, and uh, uh, our services as being, you know. Um, I've been around in the industry for a long time. Uh, my partner, Greg Bozer, has been around in the industry a long time. We're experts. We've been there. We've done that. We do good work, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, you know, if you're, if, if you're a brand new SEO going out on your own, if you're a brand new link ac- acquisition expert going out on your own, brand new content producer going out on your own, it, it, it's got it, – we're no longer big fish in a small barrel. Right. There's, there's a lot of folks out there. Yeah, exactly. this industry is aged. So first of all, how did the branding help from the beginning? Um, how did that idea come about? Because it does remind me of I think there was a, a caveman and a Bugs Bunny uh, cartoon that it reminds me of. Yeah, we get compared to that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and and really, how, how did that set you apart? Because I can't think of any other company that's done it in our industry. Yeah. Um, well. I, I think you're. I think you're right. The branding is definitely a big part of it. I always think about how there's that quote that they say. You know, people forget what you say. They'll forget what you do. They might even forget your name, but they'll never make you. They'll never forget the way you made them feel. Right. And so to be able to embody that in a character and kind of tell a story, um, I think that's something that will stick with you through a sea of SEO companies. I mean, if you you know if you go to one of these conferences. You're going to see 5,000 booths of 5,000 SEO companies that do various uh, renditions of the same type of thing. You stand apart from that. Well, you can draw people in with with that Hoth monster because it looks so different. But then once you understand a chance to talk, you know, then I can explain the story and the concept behind it. And that's something that can be memorable. Um, because you know, we're not, there's a lot of fly by night companies and we're not one of those. We're, we're in it for the long haul. So that guiding philosophy of the Hoth hit him over the head to go above and beyond. I think that is the thing that helped us survive through everything that happened in the last like seven years. You know, it's one of those things that's also like not non quantifiable, you know, as a marketer, as a direct response marketer, you want to be and everything. The thing about marketing is it's it's not all science. There's an art to it as well. And so this is part of our art that's going to help us continue to, you know, be around for like a long time. And you guys are doing it early on, like um, yeah. even before uh, yeah, Nature Boy and the, and the two dollar bill machine uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. I, I, I do remember that at the hot. I think it was a cardboard cutout, right? Of the oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the cardboard cut-up before we had a real six-foot-tall one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then, and then maybe a necklace. I remember those some Hoth Oh, yeah. Dax uh, used to have a real Hoth necklace. It was like yeah, winged yeah. out and it had the Hoth monster down here. Right. Yeah. And that was enough, right? That was enough to get interest. Um, yeah, yeah. Some, some booths would have magicians and, and you see that, that stuff all the time at, at yeah. trade. But you yeah. guys were like, you know, just like, hey, what is that, you know, type yeah. thing? It seems to... Have uh, have really worked. It's really worked. And another thing that came Thank to mind too. You're welcome. Uh, when you're talking about 2010, is that at the time, you know, link. I've been building links forever, and uh, at the time in 2010, it was just a huge link marketplace going on. Right? You know, we all we all know we all you know, whatever. And um, one thing that I noticed was that um, if I most of the competitors. 
that I was up against, they would use a link marketplace and buy links from home pages. But what I would do is I would go to those same sites and say, hey, I'd like to have a link within this amazing article about what my client is doing within your site. How much does that cost? Typically, mm -hmm. it wasn't a monthly rental. And as soon as I started doing that, the ranking started going through the roof. So I was investing less money, um, a little bit more time and effort for less money and putting together, together great articles on sites that were relevant to my clients as opposed to just buying footer links or sidebar links and, and things like that. So fast forward now and mm -hmm. you know, you're talking about content being an important part of what you do, you think the industry is kind of caught up and people have caught up knowing that they have to be able to produce great blog content and that blog content that you're doing, is it more so for folks to host on their own sites or folks to syndicate and contribute on other authority sites in their own industries? Yeah, so great question. So I'll break it up into a couple of parts because I think there's a, there's a few great talking points in there. Um, one of the first questions you asked was, um, you know, like how has the industry changed and do people understand the content, content piece of it? I think that there's a lot of bigger brands that understood this, you know, for the last five plus that content marketing was the way to go. Um, but now we can see that, you know, they're just now catching on to that. Um, for instance, we've done a lot of promotion. We released a product called Hoth Blogger maybe a year and a half ago or so, which is our first our products that uh, basically will write your blog for you. We'll help you create really great content on your website, right? Mm -hmm. And with Hoth Blogger, it was actually a more some of the other products that we have because we had to educate the market on, on, uh, on why you need content on your website, right? Um, if you want good links, Content is a prerequisite for that. So I think that uh, a lot of people, maybe bigger brands that were more sophisticated, they were able to catch on to this, you know, a handful of years ago. Um, however, smaller businesses are just now catching on. What I think is the, the best thing that we can do as SEO companies or, or contributors to SEO sites, people in the SEO industry is educate people on how it's going to work today and how it's going to work in the future. That's to do so we invested super heavily in creating an entire content team to be able to give our clients leak so that if they want to acquire links in the future you know they actually have something to link to so that's that's the, what was the second part that's okay you're going in and out a little bit just to let you know i'm not sure um uh, if it's an audio thing or or, or what but uh we'll, we'll keep on going so um, just to, just to, just to recap a lot of what you said, um, sounds like bigger brands have always been really been doing content for a number of reasons, right? Yeah. Um, educating their customers, uh, content that 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 helps to uh, bring people back. Um, and uh, smaller brands are still getting getting um, are starting to get into that. Sometimes they don't necessarily have the writing team right available, right. so. There, there's uh, there's plenty of solutions like the Hoth or others to be able to supply that amount of content and direction and SEO direction on the blog. The thing that always gets me about the content world too is that <clears throat> content can be used for anything. You know what I mean? So when you're talking about content, you're talking about, it's, I hate to use buzzwords, but omnichannel. So 
Yeah. Email, social media, SEO, um, uh, rehashing blogging in the future, even printing it out and sending it in the mail to someone, right? So there's all of that opportunity there, especially if, um, especially if it's supporting uh, the, the main goal. And, and the one thing, going back to the whole 2010 to 2017 thing, is I remember when I used to go in and pitch companies on link acquisition or SEO, when I would go in and pitch in 2010, there'd be one person at the table. And we'd, we'd have an SEO plan and a link plan and everything else. Um, 2012, 2013, it'd be an SEO person and uh, maybe a social media person. Uh, the yeah. next year, it'd be SEO, uh, social media, and email. And then next thing you know, it's every division within marketing. Right, so it all really plays together because at the end of the day, the better the content, the better the traffic. Um, you can send out to your email list. Sometimes you can acquire links that you don't even have to try to get because your email list consists of people that have social media accounts. And quite frankly, everyone is a linker now. It doesn't matter if it's coming from their own blog or from Twitter or from Facebook. They're all sharing that great content. Uh, which means it's going to get in front of people. And at the end of the day, if your main goal is for that content to, to win over someone, uh, maybe it's top of funnel to introduce uh, the concept behind the company. Maybe it's bottom funnel comparing that specific product to their main competitor. Uh, it, it's all valuable at the end of the day. And I think you really hit upon something else is that it's great stuff to link to because again, Back in, back in the day, right, um, there was a lot of tendency to link to money pages, to link to transactional pages. And then, as we all know, there, uh, for some queries within Google, the intent is transaction. Buy dog food. Where can I buy dog food? Um, and then sometimes the intent is um, informational. What's the best type of raw dog food? What's the best type of this? What's the best type of that? And being able to um, both uh, tackle the uh, transactional content, which is more so uh, call to action driven, and then being able to uh, tackle the informational content, which is more so winning the person over to the point where they're going to sign up for an email, they're going to bookmark your page, they're going to share it, maybe they're going to click over to the product page, or you can drop them uh, a retargeting cookie or picks uh, whatever is all there too, right? So it all kind of all kind of works together now. Which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah, 100% of kind of, you know, the education that we with our customer base, you know, everyone wants their product pages to rank, obviously, but no one wants to link to your product pages, man. Right, <laughs> right, right. Thing is, once, when, you, when you understand the customer journey, you understand the funnel that, you know, just like you were, you were saying that, um, that people ask, there's things that people need to know before this decision. Well, those pre or, or, you know, other parts of the funnel type of pieces of content, those can be totally linkable. Guides, how to use any of those kinds of things can be great linkable assets. Um, and those are the questions that people ask right before they're ready to purchase. So you get links to those pages and those pages will link to your product pages as well. Um, you know, a good example, have a, a, a big lo local SEO guide that shows you how to, to rank in the local SEO sphere, from setting up your G in local citations to getting reviews. And that, well, that's not selling local SEO, but when, when someone 
somebody uh, are going to learn about how and what do they need next? They need local citations built. Well, that's one of our services. So we link to our product page from that informational page. And that's to get internal link juice to still rank your product pages, but actually get links that are going to work and last and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And if you can walk in the walk and talk the talk, right, it's even better. So when you're going to your clients and, showing, and telling them how that plan can work, but then you yeah. show them exactly how you've done it on your own. Um, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, like the illustrated guide to link building that we just put out at SEJ, right? Yeah. We've had 2,000 plus downloads, I think, in the past three or four days of that link guide, which you guys are in. I don't know if I have to disclose yep. it as bad or not, but um, it's been pretty amazing uh, to see that happen. And all of that really, it, 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 it's all a, um, I don't use a pyramid, but it's, it's just a, it, it's the way we're starting to produce content on SEJ now, uh, something that Danny Goodwin um, has implemented is making sure that the content posts that we put together have a goal of supporting something like an ebook or a printable or a downloadable thing, which then has the goal of supporting things like webinars. So it's, it's all, it's, it all has that major goal, right? We're not selling, yeah. I mean, we're selling ads, but we're not selling that, that one thing, but it's all, it's all pushing towards towards that end goal, which if you would also do from an e-commerce perspective, from mm -hmm. a getting to your doorstep perspective, things like that. So you guys have introduced local citations as well. Um, what exactly is that? Because some people see that as being local linking. Some people see that as being uh, making sure all your local addresses and phone numbers are the same, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, how, what are you all offering there? How's that working? Yeah, it's of, of all those kinds of things. So we have a product called Hoth Local. And basically what we do is the first thing, one of the most important things in, in local is you want to make all of your existing citations, all of your uh, name, address, phone, number, listings, they, they're all, all the same. Meaning that if you had changed your phone numbers or you had changed your address or anything like that in the past, you know, you want those all to be current and up to date. So the first thing that we do is we we do a citation audit to make sure that you are uh, that all your citations are correct. Then the second thing that you want to do is you want to be in the top citations, top top directories for your in your area. And so what we do is we go out there and we look at all your competitors. We look at um, everyone that's ranking in maps for your for your keywords, and we figure out. What, what are the top places that you should be listed in, uh, you know, or your niche or your location? And then we go out and we manually put you there. So that's good for a few reasons. You know, it's good because it'll help you rank in maps. It's good because a lot of these directories rank for your keywords. And so when a user goes and they search for your keyword listed in that directory, it's also good because you are usually going to get, uh, you know, uh, either a branded or a naked link back to your site, which is good. Just link juice from a relevant source to uh, back to your website of all these different things together. Super cool. Super cool. So I love it because everything you do has a link aspect. We've talked about links. We've talked about content. Um, the one thing we haven't really talked about is outreach. And I don't want to get into blogger outreach that much. But I'd like to really hear your opinion on what the difference is between uh, link building and PR or outreach and PR. 
Because right now we have influencer marketing, right? With social influencers. You have uh, um, uh, link building companies approaching major publications, um, trying to contribute content and get links. You have traditional PR companies going after those same publications um, on the link side. So um, what do you feel is the difference, if there is any, and how can they work hand in hand? Yeah, well, I think it first depends on, on, on what the company is because, you know, like you, like you kind of touched on earlier a little bit um, when you went to go pitch, uh, the, the types of teams have changed, right? The types of people you are pitching has changed. And so now for some companies, um, you know, PR and your SEO team, they're not mutually exclusive, you know? So if you're, if you're in a company that has, has different types of teams, I think that they can definitely um, be, they, there's definitely a connection between them, okay? And the best thing that you can do is educate all these different teams from P, um, et cetera, on what you're trying to do as an SEO, you know, what your SEO department's trying to do. Um, now for, for smaller businesses, I think they SEO maybe in the past, kind of like we talked about earlier, getting a link on, getting a no follow link on a really good site that has your target audience, uh, even if it's no follow, that's still part of your marketing. Right. So on, on the size of your business, but I see, you know, like we've, uh, in the SEO community, we really talked about key having your hand in a little bit of everything, but being really good at SEO. So I think educating other people in your company that, that touch what could be SEO about what they should be doing for SEO and how that can benefit your goals. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing um, how far a little bit of training and just just going out to lunch or going out to the Tiki Bar, right, um, can help with uh, overall – uh, getting SEO and PR and everything um, to work together. There's nothing yeah. worse than seeing your client featured in like the New York Times USA Today and no link back. No link, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's nothing better than seeing them get the link or whatever yeah. it may be. Um, so uh, you live in, you guys are based in St. Pete. Do you, do yeah, St. Pete, Florida, right, right, out of, right out of Tampa. Yeah, do you live there now because you're from Chicago originally? Uh, I don't live there yet, but I'm moving pretty soon. We have a whole, it's kind of crazy to see the evolution of the company. You know, it used to be 100% virtual back in 2010. And now we have a, a whole team of 30 people working in a brand new office um, in St. Pete, cool. Florida. So thank, thankfully, uh, you know, thank God uh, everyone's cool from uh, uh, Hurricane Irma. Not everyone's safe. And so that's, that's great. Thank God for that. Yeah. I've been a crazy journey. You're going to become a Bucks fan? They look pretty good this year. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Great. Clayton, um, it's been fabulous uh, talking to you today. It's, it's the end of a Friday, so we haven't had many questions come in, but I'm sure we'll get them after the fact. Um, typically, right we get a lot of views for these um, uh, Facebook Lives, and uh, this being linking month here at SEJ this September, we've released our ebook. Uh, we've been doing more uh, posts on link building. It's been great talking to you today. I think I think local citations can be overlooked a lot from a link building perspective. Um, I've I've seen this myself. Uh, when you take the time to uh, actually just look for things, just it, it sounds so cliche and so old school SEO, 
but local classifieds, local directories, um, mm -hmm. local chamber of commerce sites, whatever it may be, even if it's a link to the URL, even if it's a branded link, it yep. can be something that the comp competition is not doing, right? Mm -hmm. So in, in, in my case, with some of the companies that I work with, um, one is, a, one is a, uh, a franchise of schools or a chain of schools in, in Texas. They have 10 locations. All of their competition are national. So their national competition isn't necessarily doing that, right? Yeah. We have boots on the ground. So we're digging in and, and, and sponsoring little league teams and, um, and doing all that, all kinds of that crazy local stuff. And it's really yeah. helped out uh, from, from, from a link acquisition perspective and uh, getting their name out there. And I think it's really made a difference, especially in Google Maps. So it's good to hear uh, that. And I'll definitely uh, start checking out uh, Hoth. Is it Hoth Local? You said? Yeah, Hoth Local. Yep. Okay, great, great. Well, thanks a lot, everybody, um, for tuning in. This has been Lauren Baker, founder of Search Engine Journal, along with Clayton Johnson from the Hoth. Anything you'd like to say before we tune out, Clayton? I'd just like to say uh, thanks so much for having me. It's been a great time, and I'd love to see you guys on the next one. All right, next time I'm down in Tampa, St. Pete, I'll hit you up. Come check out the office. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone.